Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. You may be seated today. We'll start today, as I know today we're graduation, the graduates today, we honor them today, and we're having a meal afterwards today. I'm honored today to get to talk about that, but talk to the graduates today. <clears throat> but I just first I wanted just to share a, kind of a testimony of something that I know we talked about it just a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago about the prison in Madison. We had a baptismal service there where we baptized five and two got the Holy Ghost during that service. But I actually, last Sunday night, that's what I wanted to share with you, last Sunday night, I had a service there at 6.30. And, and as I was in that service, before the service ever started, how that service came about is I just, that's part I wanted to share, is the, the head orderly guy, he's an inmate that's kind of over the chapel. He plays the keyboard and... He's a character as it is. If the guys that knows us have met him, he is a sport. But, uh, but like I say, he, t- he come to me with tears in his eyes, and he said, I told, he said, I went to the chaplain, and he said, I told the chaplain, he said, I want this group of men to start having regular services. He says, he says, something happened here, and I've been in this in the institution for many, many years. Something happened during this service the other night, during the baptismal service. Something happened that has never happened at this institution since I've been here. And he says that was when they gave an altar call, this altar was full of men standing there with tears flowing down their face. And he says, I've never seen that as long as I've been in prison. He said, I've been in church services. He says, I'm over chapel. I go to services every day, almost every day, all week long. He says, that's, and that's the first service I've been in where I felt what I felt. Wow. He went to the, the chaplain and told him, he says, we need, I want this group this church to come to this this institution on a regular basis because this these men needs what they felt that Sunday that that Saturday night and so tonight I just want to share that because that didn't just come because the five or six of us us showed up it's because this church family was praying when we walked into them doors last Sunday night as I gave an altar call there was men walked to the front and there's tears flowing down their faces some of them facing the rest of their life inside there but here they're standing with tears flowing down their face and wanting God to touch them. And as I, we baptized five and I got three more, I'm gonna baptize in two weeks. And so God is, God is moving and God is a revival. And I just wanted to share that because that's not, I know we have other prison institutions and the same things happening there, but I just wanted to share that because it's something new and, we, and God just had the, the, the testimony of this, this inmate, this guy, this, this soul. He's not just an inmate, he's, just a, he's a soul. And they're hungry for what we have, what we feel in here today. They don't feel that every day. But today I'm honored to talk to the graduates today. Today is, you know, is a, is a, some of these guys, some of these the graduates as they've worked up for 18 years preparing 
They didn't just start 13 years ago or 12 years ago. It really started 18 years ago in their life, 17, 18 years ago in their life to prepare them for the intersection of life that they're facing or they're, or they're going, stepping into. They've had memories, good and bad, but they have made them who they are and who you are today as I speak to the graduates. And if I speak to the graduates, I know my comments is to the ones that graduated high school is kind of what I'm sharing them toward, but I believe we all can find ourselves right here. Maybe you may not be graduated high school yet. And I'm not, just don't knock me off and say, well, I got two more years or I got five more years. Because each of my comments today is, going, is what builds you to that point in life. Today, is, the main question I have today is, is we have so many memories that brought us to where we're, you're at today. The main question I have is, what memories will make you from here on out? And the other question is, is what path will, will you take from here? Today I will be talking about God's path and how to stay on it and where you might lead you to. If we're moving forward, we cannot dwell on the past. The past, our memories in the past is, you know, is, is good to build, be brought us to where we're at and sometimes to look back and to see where we come from. But if you're moving forward, you can't live on the past. High school, uh, <clears throat> high school, all the tests, probably some of the things, the grades, some of the drama, some of the things you probably wish, you're, you're glad that's gone, some of the tests and the schoolwork. I'm just talking about myself was when I got to that point. But here I was, I'm glad some of that stuff is gone, but all these, all these things are over with now from this, at this page in life. Somewhere, so where does this path go from here? If you have God in the center of your life, there's a lot of uncertainties that with, that, with, that, with that question. You know, if, if God is first in your life, some things is already settled. And that's what I want to talk about today. If he is, if he is there, the path is actually a little bit clearer than if he's not. Today, if you don't have God first and foremost in your life, your path is a little bit unclear. Steps has to be ordered. You're always heard the journey of a thousand miles begins with one single step. It doesn't, so if it don't matter how far you have to go, what, what, what matters is, is you gotta make that first step. And what you do in that first step directs your path. As Brother Rayleigh talked about today, and I'm borrowing his illustration about it don't matter how strict, how, how you stay on the right, the turns, and how strict you stay with the turns, if you make one wrong turn in life, it doesn't matter how strict you stay or how, how you stay after that point, you're still gonna end up in the wrong place. When you're following directions, if you make one wrong turn, you're gonna have to make a several more than just one more, one bad, one turn to get back on path. I've learned in life that when I found myself, when I made the wrong turn and turned away from God's direction in my life, it took more than just one turn to turn me, get me back to where I was just, where I was just at in life. So that today, as I urge you today, is just make sure your turns are right. The next step in your life may be college, or maybe the next step may be a job, or your next step in life may be just, you know, be different things for each one of them. Because I don't think everyone is, 
And I'm, I'm here one to say everyone's not geared up to go to college and everyone's not geared up to, you know, mindset to go to this or do that. So everybody's lives is different. But every one of us has a step we must take. Our steps have to be ordered. In the same way God ordered our steps and steps that we're able to take. Psalms 37 and 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. If our steps are ordered, then we must assume that there is some planning involved as well. You know, if anything we do in life, we have to have a plan. Think about it. You don't, you don't ever do anything without a plan. If you start heading today, if you leave here and you go into Lake City, you kind of have to have a plan. You have to go out here, take a right, go down to 349, take another right, get a 27, take a right, get a town, take a left, get on 247, take a right, and then wherever you go to Lake City. But you have to have a plan. You've got to have that in your mind. And that's the same way with life. Sometimes, you know, as, as we're 18, a lot of times, even of us that's a little, little uh, north of 18, just a little bit, so, you know, sometimes, you know, when we, we remember back when we were 18, we probably had a little less planning in our life. We kind of fly, flew by the seat of our pants kind of mindset. And that's kind of that, that goes with that age sometimes in life that, you know, you, you kind of feel like, you know, the planning is not in your path. I know my dad, he's here today, and we used to, he used to ask us on, like on Friday or Saturday night, we go to leave after, go out of town, and he asked us where you're going. And we said, we'd always say, well, I don't know. He says, well, then you're not going nowhere then. Because if you don't know where you're going, you're going to get lost. And so that was so much truth. Probably was we didn't want to tell him where we were going. But anyway, the thing was, there was a truth to that. Is he knew if we didn't know where we were going, we was going to get lost. Proverbs 16 and 9 says, A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps a man's heart can direct can can make plans but a man's heart can drive, lead them in the wrong way we have to allow the lord to direct our steps notice the word steps again here in the scripture god god directs our steps the second thing is path paths are directed as the scripture said in proverbs 3 and 5 and 6 the bible says trust in the lord with all thy your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. The key to unlocking God's direction is by acknowledging him in all our ways. If we trust in our own understanding of, of life sometimes, we'll lead ourselves in a, down, a wrong, down a path that's not with God. If you're going to college, you probably feel like you're on top of the world or you're finally out of, out of the d- complete direction of your home or your house. If, you, you know, if you're leaving, moving out or moving on your own, you think you get some freedom in life and you think, well, I don't have to, I'm, I'm okay and I, don't, I get out from under this, this or this in my life or I don't have this demanding schedule for to go to school every day and you, sometimes in life you find yourself thinking, well, I have all this extra freedom when you're 18 and you're graduating high school and you think, well, I don't have to do by this or I don't have to do that. I don't, I'm not restricted to have to go to school five days a week and all this. But sometimes in our life we find ourselves looking into our lives and say, I got this. 
or I got this on my own. Sometimes we feel like we don't need the direction of what we've had for the last 18 years. Because in the last 18 years of your life, you know, you started out, your parents started out before you were actually born, so it's actually probably longer than 18 years, preparing for this day in your life. As a parent, you know, they, they, they taught you this, and sometimes they taught you the smallest things, and they had, at first they had to do things for you, even the simple things of life. And after that, you know, you learned slowly by just watching them, and they're taught, teaching you things, and just like these Bible quizzers and the story Amy Stramey shared about not starting too soon. I mean, you're starting now, you know, and, and things like that in your life, you know, as parents, we've, they've been they've instilled things into your life to the, from a very young age. And throughout your life, they've, been, they've taught you how to do this and they've taught you how to do that. And then when you start school, you start, start with the teachers that teaches you the, the minor things, the smallest things of you know, your ABCs and learn how to write your name. And as you grow up through, through high school, there's, there's many people that has molded your life and took time in your life. If you played sports, you have coaches and people that has broke off pieces of themselves and put into you, mentors. And through our relationship, and through our school lives, we've had many people in the school systems that has broke off pieces and put them into our lives. It may be a teacher or, or a club advisor or someone like that that's been in our life. But, but the most important people that we've, you have in your life is the people from the church. You've had a pastor. We, we, we all have a pastor that, that has broke off many pieces of his life and put it into my life and, and into our kids. And if you've been here very long at all, you know that he is, a, he is that's his heartbeat is, is reaching our kids and directing them in the right path. But we find ourselves so many times in life as Sunday school teachers and our youth directors. You've had people in your life that has directed your path just as much as any school teacher has. And today I believe them's the people that we need to lean on. Sometimes in life you find yourself, you know, thinking, well, I got this and I, I don't need nobody else to, con- to, to contribute into my life. Now I'm grown. Anybody here when I was 18 thought they were grown? Anybody north of that says, well, I wish I would had somebody I could lean on now and find out, ask some questions. And that's where we find ourselves, you know, after we find ourselves to that level in life, you know. But I, ask, I urge you today, if you, to the graduates and to the, even to the younger age, Always lean on our youth pastors, our Sunday school teachers, people in our life that, that's going to lead us in the direction besides just the academics or in sports. I ask you to lean on someone that will has your eternity at heart and someone that's going to lead you and drive you that way. Let your path be directed by God and nothing else. I speak from personal experience. It was, there's times in my life where I did not let God direct my steps and I was not active in doing things like I should in church and that was some of the hardest times of my life. As I said earlier, when you, you've made a wrong turn in life and when you're leaning away from church, it's hard sometimes to get back. So, so it's better just to stay plugged in. It's better to play, stay connected and stay on the right turn. I want to offer you four ways that you can find and stay on God's path. The first one is to follow the instructions. We, have, we follow instructions in everything else in life. We Sometimes we put God, but we put God on the back burner. 
Life, you know, we, we, we hear men sometimes, some, well, I say we all follow instructions. Sometimes us men, when we're putting something together, you know, we get this instruction list and we're supposed to follow it step by step. But most of the time we look at the picture and, and then, then when we figure out it won't work, it don't look like the picture we get through, then we go back and read the instructions. But eventually we have to read the instructions. So, but as to today as we follow instructions one way or the other and everything else, but so many times in life we leave God on the back burner. The instructions of God for living for God is right here in this book. And this book here right here won't lead you astray. This book here, if you'll follow this book, just like the instructions when you're putting something together, if you'll start with the first one and follow it through the end, you'll wind up in the right place. Knowing God's word, reading it, studying it, just as you would if you were studying for a test or for an exam. In my case, I probably better read this a little more than I did that when I was in high school, but, but I, that's just for me because I didn't probably study as much as I need, but, but I, you, put, you study this word and put it in your life, not just to say I read through it or just say I read through it just to be reading it because if you apply this word to your life, it will lead you in times when you need it because there will be a test later in life that you need to prepare for. The second thing is you need to seek the narrow path. The path of this world is wide. The path of this world is easy. Sometimes it feels like it's easy to stray towards the wide path. But I ask you to, today to seek for a narrow path. You're, going to be, you won't, you're not going to be the first person to struggle with the things of this world that will seek to take you away from God's path for your life. Seek out a fellow Christian or seek out someone in this church. Seek out someone to look up to that, like I said earlier, that has your eternity in sight. No one has promised that the Christian life would be easy and that is especially true for your years to come. When you really find out who you are and what you will be doing in your life. So many, so many decisions in your life right now are kind of up in the air. You may have plans. You may have for this and that. But so many of these are up in the air right now. So these, this time in life, you need to really apply a godly influence to your life. So, I ask yourself, so ask yourself this question that stems back from Matthew chapter 7. Will your path be wide and easy and lead you away from God? Or will your path be narrow and maybe a little bit difficult, but it will lead you back, will lead you to God? The third thing is don't seek wide ways or strange gods. Idols in our life can be in many forms. Maybe your idol may be yourself on your newfound freedom. Or maybe it could be finally. Or maybe it may be the idol, maybe schoolwork if you're going to college, or it may be earning money, or it may even be a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Whatever your idol may be, whatever it, the form that it takes, if it prevents you from following God in any way, it should not be a part of your path. It doesn't matter what it may be. If it, is a, if it may be something that looks good like education, but if it's something that's leading you away from God's path for your life, it shouldn't be a part of your life, a path of your life. Always plan with God in mind is the fourth thing. My life 
did not go as I as planned. In life, when I graduated high school, I had these plans, and, and I'm not saying anything went not like I had, but sometimes plans, we plan, and it's good to have a plan. But when the plan don't happen like it should, we need to trust God, have God in mind. I believe if we've got God in mind in our plan, when our plan don't work out, or when our plan falls through, if God is in the middle of it, it'll, it'll, it'll work out in the way of his plan. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, I know the plans I have for you. And skip down just a verse, it says, and to give you an expected end. He, ha- he knows our plan that he has for us. And then the ultimate end, that, that plan, is to give us an expected end. He also knows the end of our plan. So from, get, from point A to point B, if we allow God, he'll get us to where we're gonna be. If we allow him to be first and foremost in our plan. In the scripture that, that was read earlier in Psalms 16 and 11, David, David says, you have made known to me the path of life. We know what God's plans are because it's in his word. If we'll, if we'll read and study his word, we'll know what his plan is for our life. We may ask God, what is God's up to in my life? What is God up to and how is he working in my life? Sometimes in our life we look at ourselves and we figure out, we wonder, what is he up to? Or what does he have for me? Where, where does he want me to go from here? What is he up to when my Christian morals are challenged in the future? What is God going, doing right now in my life? We may have these questions. What should I, we should always plan with God in, our, in mind. God should not fit into our plans we should fit into his plans in life. So many times in life, I've tried to fit God into what I wanted to do. And we, we need to try to fit what, we wanted, what God wants to do, find out what he's wanting to do for our lives and fit our plans into that. And he should, we, should, we should always be asking what God is up to in our lives because he is up to something in our life. Today, this lesson has been mainly, you know, been directed towards grad, the graduates. But this message applies to us all. Today I ask you this question. Have you been true to God's plan for your life? You may be graduated a few years now, but have you been true to God's plan for your life? Or do you need to get back on God's plan? Or maybe today you need to start your journey and head heed God's plan for your life. Maybe we've been directed away from him or we've never maybe even started a plan. But today, you can start here today. Today is in my close and I ask you to stand. I urge every, the graduates today that's here, I, I, graduate, I think there's a couple of them that's not here, but I, I urge the ones that's here today to keep, let God order your steps. If you're in this, this decision time in your life, because in the next few years, and even some of the younger ones, because you're not maybe not be at that, that stage in life yet, but you're getting close. Before you know it, you'll be there. There's decisions that you have to make, that you're going to have to make, that's, that's going to direct your future. And if you don't allow God to be in them steps, 
There's so much out there that's wanting to draw you away. There's so many things, so many wide paths that you can turn down. And sometimes it's the, the wide and the easy ones, the ones that looks like this might be the most fun, sometimes may be the ones that's leading you away. So today I urge you to, to direct your life, direct your path. I've, I've debated about doing this because I know there's a couple of them out today, but could I ask the ones that the graduates, the graduates, if you're here today, could you come up front today and I was going to ask the ministers to pray over you. As they come today, as I don't want to embarrass them because I know some of them is, is kind of like me and Case. They don't like to be up front either. So, but, but I just want to ask them to come today and, and, and let's pray over them today. Have the ministers on, Brother Bobby and them, Brother Rayleigh, to come pray over them today because their decisions they make from here is going to direct the path of their life. And I ask God to touch us. As they sing today, we want to pray over them today. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386 935 2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website again thank you for listening and we pray god's richest blessings on you and your family